Now, it's time for the Beer's Fundamental Show. Welcome to the neighborhood. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? It is the Beer is Fundamental Show. We want to welcome you once again to the neighborhood, where craft beer is always the talk of the town. As usual, feel free to reach out to us at 407-350-7909. Call in and leave us a message. Check us out on our website, beerisfundamental.com. Feel free to leave a comment. You know, on there, we provide you with the best in beer news. You can follow us all over the social media thing. We're on Instagram at Beer is Fundamental, Facebook at Beer is Fundamental, and Twitter at Beer Fundamental. It is a beautiful day here in Central Florida. Not too hot, not too cold. It was going to be nice enough to probably sit outside and, and podcast, but it's a little noisy out there with this nice day. People are driving four-wheelers. Uh, the neighbor is hammering on his fence and some other things. So we're actually going to do it on the inside. We're having some issues up in the studio. So, but we have another little location that we can come to and and get the podcast going. Uh, we have some awesome selection for beers today. It's also Tampa Bay Beer Week has officially kicked off and there are going to be some great events going around in the Tampa area and with these festivities there are going to be several bottle releases and for those of you who are not familiar with the term of bottle release it is when a brewery will bottle a newly created beer or a limited beer and sell it and these supplies are usually very very limited and will mostly sell out uh, the day of the release there are certain expectations that go along with bottle releases and, and uh, especially at brewery only bottle release days. And you can expect a lot of people, long waits for samples and um, possibly very small limits of the actual uh, bottle itself. And it's not an easy process, it's an art to it, which brings us to our special guest for today. We have our resident bottle release expert with us today. Uh, we also have Lady T who is sitting in with us today And so uh, I want to introduce everyone to my main man, Nate Molina Nate, what's going on? Good, good, good We are going to enjoy, as I said, some, some great, great beers Okay, And one of the first ones we're going to get into is by uh, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this correctly Pujala uh, Pujala Brewery out of Estonia And if you don't know where that is That's over by Russia So we're drinking something from Russia Which is Near uh, Russia We're near, near Russia. Russia Okay Okay <laughs> How do we go about acquiring a beer from Russia right now basically Near Russia I should say uh, A beer A good craft beer is Good craft beer. And where do we acquire all these from? Yeah, I, I don't care where it's coming from, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, you know, we, we have these. We have uh, about, about three selections. Got them from GB. And so I said we got them all from GB. Oh, I'm gonna let them know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. You better talk. Go right ahead. Hey, it is the first one we're going to have though is going to be the. Time Isla Barrel Age Imperial Stout. And so while we're talking to you at the beginning, that's what we're going to be sipping on. Hopefully, you guys have had a chance to hit the beer fridge while you're listening to the podcast. And if not, you know how this works. When we get into our uh, break, which we're going to take in a few minutes, that'll give you enough time to get to the beer fridge. Lady T, how you been doing since you've been gone for a while? I'm good. I'm back. I'm started, ready to drink something good. Good, good, good. Glad so, to have Nate, Nate here I'm visiting glad, with us. I'm glad to be here. Been listening to the podcast. I've enjoyed it, and I love to give my knowledge about bottle releases that I've been to a plethora over the past about year and a half. Two uh, now. A plethora. Yes. A plethora. Of. <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break so we can pay some bills. 
And once we come back, we're going to get right into uh, talking to Nate about bottle releases. So take this time to hit the beer fridge. We'll be right back with more Beer is Fundamental podcast. The Beer is Fundamental podcast is brought to you in part by... Looking for a great craft beer? Then look no further than Parton Liquors. Located at 2334 East Irelo Bronson Memorial Highway in Kissimmee. They have a wide selection of craft beer. They have great prices. And they go above and beyond to give the best customer service. Stop by and see Anoop at Parton Liquors. Tell them beer is fundamental sent you. Cheers!
Okay, everyone, we are back. And that song you just heard was Selfishing by Escapism Refuge from their album Hold. You can pick it up on Bandcamp. Great album. Uh, while we were on the break again, we decided to pour the Pine Islay Barrel Ace Imperial Stout uh, by Pujala. And it is part of their seller series. And I'm telling you, this thing. Woo. Of course, it's aged in Scotch whiskey barrels, so... Gave it a lovely smoky Ooh. characteristic. Oh, very, very smoky. Very smoky. I mean, this... Um, what type of meat is this? Salami. Um, aged in white wine. All right. Well, it went excellent with the salami <laughs> and the cheese. I'm telling you, this is this is a very, very good beer. Uh it, I, I messed up my untapped check-in because it was so good. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go back and edit that feature. <laughs> Use the edit feature to, to to get that all together and check it in. So I again. edit all the time. Especially <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking. We're like. Doing all these bottle releases and doing all these different styles of uh, tasting. You forget one beer. Like, did I check that one in correctly? It always happens. I'm always going back and editing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Uh, you have to check a little later on the what we rated that one, that beer. So, again, we have our resident um, bottle release expert, Nate Molina, here with us today. And, and um, he's going to give us the ins and outs of going to bottle releases. Now, Nate, how did you get into craft beer? Uh, actually, I got into craft beer because of a Courier Post article back in New Jersey about Dogfish Head and their 60-minute IPA. That was the first craft uh, beer I had. I remember when I first had it, I was thinking, why am I drinking pine saw? <laughs> but now I have that beer and I'm thinking, wow, this is a very light IPA. Where's more hops? Yes, 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 de- definitely. I think everyone has that palate wrecker. I mean, your, your first craft beer, especially if you jump into an IPA, you're like, because for me, again, I think I've said this on a couple of podcasts. Us. For us, Lady T and I, it was the Race of Five by Great Republic. And that is brutal at first. And I was like, why? Uh, who? Isn't it by uh, the Bear Republic? Bear Republic, sorry. <laughs> so I apologize. See, he drank. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think he'd but, been drinking way yeah. before he had that beer. <laughs> but I mean, my reaction was. Man, why am I drinking hairspray? Yep. And it was like, man, this, I mean, people pay for this, but it was like after a, a while, you, I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh man, it was, yeah, it was, it was like, too much at times. Yeah. Man, but, but now it's like, okay, really like that beer. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so, exactly. So yeah. you have to, you have to, you know, like anything else with, with beer or even wine or whatever, you got to be your palate. So, I think we all have, have have had that 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 experience. Now, what do you find most fascinating about about attending a bottle release? Actually, it's the amount of people that come out. You love to see who comes out to these releases because being at going to different bottle over a year and a half now, it tends to be the same people that always come out, and you get to know them. You get to see them. You may not know them by name, but you know them by face. But that it's always cool seeing, oh, this is a new person. Oh, that's a new person. And you're like, oh, no, those are one too many new people. So now you're like, am I going to be able to get the bottle now? But it, it's fun because typically what ends up happening at bottle releases, whether the bottle is released at noon or at 9 a.m. or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, about halfway through the time people are there, bottle shares just start happening. So you're just hanging out with people, drinking beers, three, four ounces of all different beers from all around the country. Because they're bringing it with them to share while in line. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, let's let's get to the meat <laughs> of it. So, let's just say, okay, I get an email uh, about a brewery that's releasing a bottle that that I'm interested in. Walk us through the process from beginning to end. Nate Molina gets this email from a brewery that he he really loves. They're doing a bottle release. 
what happens. Gives us give us everything, the do's, the don'ts, the whole thing. Usually the first thought that runs through my mind is because if it's early in the morning at nine o'clock, I start cursing because that means I have to wake up early on a Saturday morning to go to a bottle release. <laughs> That's the first thought that first thought that runs through my mind typically. But usually it's just preparing. So you know it's like the ones I usually go to the most is always being angry chair. So it's a nine AM release. I'm usually up at about four, four fifteen in the morning on the road, no later than five. And by the time we get there, it's about Roughly 6, 6.15, because there's no traffic in the morning. And when I go to releases, I'm usually with my sister and my brother. So I'll drop them off so they get in line. Okay. And then I'll go proceed to get us coffee and food at Starbucks. Okay. When I come back, I join them in line. And typically for, depending upon the facility, if there's parking there, of course you want to park there. But for Angry Chair, there is no such thing as parking. So you're parking at a block or two away and walking. Your best thing to have with you, since you're going to be waiting anywhere between two, three, four hours, depending upon how early you go, have a foldable chair because you're not going to want to stand the whole entire time. You're not going to want to sit on the floor the whole entire time. So you want to have a foldable chair. In Florida, shorts are always welcome because it's hot. Mm-hmm. We've had one release that was extremely cold. So yeah, you saw everybody in jackets except for true Floridians who were in jackets but then in shorts and sandals <laughs> and i'm looking at them saying you got to be cold but they're fine because they're drinking right so you get in line and you just basically stay where you're at in line you follow the rules that the brewery typically makes for how the line procedure goes um being an anger chair releases the lines procedure has changed many of times but first how it started off was it would start at the front door wrap around to the main street of Florida Ave, and then wrap all the way down down to the next street of North, go about a quarter of that way down, and down the alleyway, and then back down their main street, which is Fern. They've since changed it, which I'm extremely happy about, because when you're on Florida Ave in the morning or in the afternoon, there is no such thing as a sidewalk, and it's a four-way uh, street. So the traffic coming up down there is going about 40 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked no one has died yet. I'm wow. actually kind of happy no one has died yet because that's one thing they've always put in their releases. Please stay away from the street. But it always happens. But they since changed it to, oddly enough, I remember telling them this about this idea, but I'm not, not going to take credit for it. But they have it now in the parking lot and they basically snake it off with um, the uh, pony kegs, basically, and tape. And they sneak it off so that it starts in the parking lot and then it goes down the opposite side of the street down that alleyway, which no one ever goes up. So you're nowhere in the street now. You're nowhere near the public now. So it sort of consolidates it and makes it easier. So when you go, be ready to sit two, three hours. Be ready to sometimes make friends or if you're with people, just talk to them the whole entire time. Um, once the sale starts so as to say before the sale starts usually you'll have people out there for the brewery sometimes counting the line to see how many people are there to um, make a limit of how much the bottle is going to be sold at how many bottles per person okay. some breweries do it where they already know how many per person you're going to get okay but for some breweries they like to do a count about half hour to 45 minutes prior to a start to see all right this is the final count this is how much we're going to do per person depending upon their quantity once that happens, you'll see the garage door typically open in Angry Chair, and then bottle sales start. And you, you just go through your line, wait till you get to your front. One of my biggest recommendation, bring cash. It, it expedites the process the quickest. I mean, they tell you how much the bottles are going to be. You may not know the limit, but going to enough of the, of the releases, you tend to find out your average range of what you can, how many you're going to get per bottle. So you know how much you're going to have on you. Just bring cash. I mean, they will take card, but it requires you going inside, and it takes a little time. And this sometimes can screw up with the line. Mm-hmm. Cash is the easiest. And I can guarantee you all releases at any other brewery prefer the cash as it goes the quickest. Um, you go up, you get your bottles, depending upon how many it is per person. Have your um, little bags with you, the ones you can get at Cigar City, the ones you can get at Publix, the little wine bags that hold four bottles per person or sometimes can hold up to six. It's easier to carry those with you because you can put your bottles in there and you just keep going. Because they have boxes that you can take, but if it's only two per person, you're not going to grab a box. You want to try to, if you're going to do more, of course, grab a box. But try to have the bags. It facilitates it quicker and keeps the line moving faster. Because they're also sacrificing their time being up on a weekend when they have to work that afternoon as well to serve you beer. So they want to try to get this stuff done with, get the 
tasting room and get the uh, garage or wherever they have the area after the beer releases back in order so they can keep their normal day-to-day productions. So, I mean, you just facilitates it quicker. And that's basically it. You get there, you sit, you may partake in a bottle share. So, if you know anybody down there, if you met people that are friends down there, or you know people are going, sometimes it'd be nice if you have rare beer with you or a fun beer, bring it down with you and bring some extra solo cups because sometimes there may be somebody wanting to try a beer and you can just meet new people. And it's that's how I've met a lot of people down there and met friends that I know from Philly because of that, because of bottle releases. And also one thing that's cool to have with you, which I actually had to buy one day because I lost it in my car, is have a bottle opener. You'd be shocked at how many people don't come down with a bottle opener. <laughs> and just by that alone, you're making friends. Yeah. I keep Absolutely. them on the key ring. Yeah. Yep. yep. And extras in my purse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I keep a bottle opener on the key ring. That's, yeah. that's, that's a must. But the one thing that's funny now, try to have also a wine opener too. Because a lot of these breweries now are starting to cork their bottles. Oh. So you'd be shocked at how many people have a bottle opener and they get through the wax and they're like, I can't open the bottle now because mm-hmm. it's a cork. Wow. To keep my car nearby. I hadn't, I, no, I hadn't <laughs> thought of that one though. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I actually had to go to CVS up the road to buy one one time for somebody that was in line. Wow. Got to try the beer because of that. So hmm. it was a good thing for me. But yeah, a lot of breweries are starting to cork their bottles. I actually got bought a bottle of beer from a brewery down in Pompano Beach. It's capped and it's corked too. So it's oh. a dual edge. Wow. Wonder why they would do that though. It's a wild ale beer. So he's also trying to have open fermentation, I think, because of that. But the cap kind of closes the seal to a point. But right. I I really don't know. But it was capped and corked when I saw it inside it. Hmm. So, so when you're when you're going to when you're going to a bottle release, of course you know that what what you're going to get. Yeah, okay? you already know what so, you're going to get. So, but has it ever been a time where they like surprise you and say, "Okay, we got this, but we also have this"? Um, I haven't been to one of those releases yet where they have like an extra surprise out of the bat. Um. Typically, what they tell you is what they get, and typically, they're good about always telling you this is it. Now, I've heard about that at, um, I think it was Cycles release. They had a release earlier this year, or late to me, early la- late last year, and they were releasing a bottle on a Friday or a Thursday, and they threw in that day there was a special release, too, that you only knew about if you went down. They didn't tell anybody about it, but of course, as soon as it started being sold, they got on social media instantaneously. So it was found out about, but it was hush hush and it came out that day of. That's because you get to go down, you know, they like to reward their true patients who always go down all the time or always there in line all the time. But I haven't come across one of those yet. I'd like to because it's always fun. I always make sure to carry enough cash on me just in case for that reason. Uh But I haven't been across one of those yet, but it has happened. Wow. Okay. Well, I know... um have you ever been like the first person in line? Or? I have been uh, three times. I was the first person in line. That was for last year's Tampa Bay Bear Week. And that I can honestly say if, if you want to experience something ex- truly interesting at the same time fun, do a Tampa Bay Bear Week because it's just it's craziness. All the breweries open up early. All the breweries have special releases. All the breweries are pulling out beer from their cellars just for everybody. And you have people coming. I met people from Minnesota, from Texas, from Pennsylvania, from California, just in line. And their releases at Angachira for last year were Monday through Thursday at uh, Monday through Wednesday at 4 p.m. I was fifth in line on Monday, but Tuesday and Wednesday I was first in line. I can't remember being out there sitting there. In about 85 degree weather, luckily in the shade still. And the um, guys who work at the brewery who I've gotten to know look at me and look at me while I'm sitting there in line when no one else is there yet saying, really, you haven't had enough of us yet? Why are you here already? We're not even open yet. And I just laugh and keep going. Just, just sit there and relax, basically. Yeah, because I think one time you met uh, Dorset. Yep, I, that yeah. was on Wednesday's release of last year. They had a 
that was barrel aged. That was that was lunar lichen. They did a collab with Omni Polo, and that's when I met Dorset that day. Okay. And then I met up with him actually that Thursday as well too. They were at Cycle, and I ended up talking to him about a good half hour, forty minutes while we were sharing beer there. Yeah, shout out to them. They're you know they're part of the uh, Dallas Beer Club. Yeah. And uh, so shout out to them out there in Dallas, Texas, holding it down. Um, every time we every time we talk or something like that, they always say, "Hey." Next time you're in Texas, holler at me. Everything on everything's on us. I mean, so, he <laughs> is he is somebody that does releases after releases. After, I mean, yeah. I would love to sit down and talk to him and ask him what in his mind he was thinking of going to Alaska for a release in about five degree weather. And he wasn't the only one there. He showed the pictures of it on his Instagram, and it was just people in tents with furnaces and like homemade light, homemade just furnaces everywhere, just keeping warm. It's five degrees. Yeah, he's a soldier for <laughs> that crap beer, I'm telling you. <laughs> Definitely. He, he, he is a soldier. So, how now I know this this has to come up every now and then. How what happens when people like jump the line? I mean, how I mean, I know that happens. It 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 happens. Luckily, I've only have it's only had to have happened once in line, thankfully. And it was actually a recent release back last year, like between I think uh September, October. And um, how they were doing the line before was they would fill, they had five lines basically in the parking lot. When one line would go through, the overflow would go into that next line, and then you go for the second line, third line. So it wasn't truly snaking it, but they kept it in order. Well, they were starting to condense because, of course, when you're sitting in line, people are all in chairs. And, you know, what a line could probably hold 50 to 100 people, there's probably only 20 in there because you have all your foldable chairs out and everybody's around. So. You condense the lines once it gets ready. Well, the line was coming from the from the parking lot, garage area, and it started going into the first line, and they were supposed to, that was going to be the next line to start to condense. Some people cut, and people in the third line saw them cut, and they knew they were cutting. Uh-huh. And somebody went inside, talked to some of the people at the brewery, and came back out, and they had to quiet the crowd down and said, all right, who's not supposed to be in this line? And a little uproar started, and one guy was saying that, you know, I'm just here waiting for the line to start for the next set over. I know we're not cutting. And that guy actually went over. He was the one. He was saying the truth, and he actually didn't get his bottle till later. But three people stayed in our line and actually bought the line. And the looks that we're getting, they basically went inside so they wouldn't be seen with cash. So they went inside to buy with card. So they didn't see it, and they just booked real quickly. But they cut the line and bought. Now, there was enough beer there for everybody to get. But it got a little heated at one point, and they were asking us, too, like, where the line end. We were actually the end of the line for the first line. And those three people, they were going to start the new line, but they should have waited in the alleyway before they came up. But they came up because they were trying to cut, they were trying to cut it. They all know they were trying to cut it. So, of course, people have been there since 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, well before them. And they're like, you know what? We don't mind, but it's like, come on, show a little respect. It got heated. There was... A fight wasn't going to break out, but there was a lot of cursing and screaming. And ever since then, they've always had somebody now outside for all the releases, policing the line, so to speak. Now, just for cutters, basically. Make sure the line runs smoothly now so nothing happens. And that's why it's snaked now. So there's no way of cutting a snaked line. You just go in at the back of the end. You just follow your trail, basically. That way wasn't too bad, but that caused that one issue that one time. At that point, they switched it up real quickly. Because huh. I, I, I would, you know, yeah, that, that's smart because I would think that they would always have someone out there. They usually do. They always have um, the, the guy they have. You would never want to mess with, but he is literally probably about six two, three hundred pounds, maybe two fifty, three hundred. But that man is like a brick, basically, and he just he has that face of just don't mess with me. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm up a early. Oh, he's a oh yeah, he's a bouncer. <laughs> bouncer he's yeah. a big bouncer, and he lives on the street there. And he's basically friends of the friends of the owners, and he he helps them with what they want to get help with. I mean, he was the bouncer, so to speak, for uh, their super rare rat event last year, and he just checked in to make sure you were there because that was a ticketed event that you had a show ID with your name on it that you bought the tickets. Just because people try to always people always try to come in, they're not there. People always try to sneak in, come in late and get something, but. You know, these people, they know people are there at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. They just want to get their beer. Just be respectful. And typically, everyone's always been respectful. No one's ever cut in line. No one ever does anything. Even people that show up late that have friends that are probably in the front of the line, 
I've never seen them stay there. They always go to the back. Because, yeah, I know they you have friends there say, hey, I'll get the spot. But no, they will go to the back of the line. Well, you know, I think I think that's that's one of the great things about this um, craft beer community. There's a there's a, a certain respect that we have for each other because of the product. Yeah. And I think because because and I, I hate to sort of put it this way, but I think because so many craft beer lovers are anti big beer very anti big beer we don't want to we don't want to throw any shade on this craft beer community so i think there's a certain amount of respect that we have for not just the craft beer community but but the product itself oh yeah so so i think that's i think that's one of the reasons people people um do it now now what again what what craft beer release are you looking forward to next? I wish. Well, this week is Tampa Bay Beer Week, so Angry Chair has all the releases this week, and they have one coming out tomorrow that they just dropped really late in the game. Was a pistachio imperial sweet style collaboration with Late Star Brewing, and I am so sad that I can't make it to get it due to getting an education which is it's just hindering my beer drinking right now. But luckily I do have friends that are going down to it and I've already PayPal them money. So they'll be hopefully getting it for me. Um, I missed out a couple of weeks ago, Red Cypress up in um, Winter Gardens had their release of Winter Gardens, no, Winter Springs. Winter, Winter Springs. Springs. They had a release of their Imperial Kitchen Sink beer, which was their basically their death roll beer, their stout with... Anything and everything you can think of sweet, caramel, honey, uh, crack, graham crackers, coconut, but their, their beers are really tasty. But, um, the one, I mean, there really isn't anything else yet being released out that's coming soon that I get piques my interest. Anything Angry Chair releases always piques my interest because that's one of my favorite breweries. That is my favorite brewery in the state. Um, there is, I'm waiting for, um, brewery down in, uh, Sarasota, Calusa to release some more of their New England style IPAs and more of their um, stouts, basically. They are amazing. They have a massive canning system, massive bottling system, so they can pump out a lot. And sometimes the stuff lasts down there for about a good week, week and a half, two weeks before it's fully sold out, which is good because it gives you time to go down and get it. Are you finding out? Are you finding that at, at uh, bottle releases you, you're getting more stouts than anything else or... or because I'm not really seeing many, 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 many bottle releases where it's an IPA. IPA. Yeah, a lot of play, a lot of companies now it seems like they're doing all their IPAs and cans. All the bottles tend to be stouts, all or sometimes there are some sours that are sours and Berliners have been been done in bottles too. But it's always it's always been stouts, and anytime I see a bottle release for well, a release for an IPA, it's always in cans. Um, the one of the bigger IPA companies in Florida, Silver Society, all their, whether it be actually stout or IPA, but typically the only release IPAs a lot is cans. Um, went to uh, Calusa, cans for all their IPAs, uh, stouts are in bottles. Cigar, not Cigar City, um, Angry Chair actually just released its first can this past week on Friday, and it was an IPA. Hmm. Okay. Yes, they did. I, I, man, I, I would love to. Yeah, I wish I could have gone yeah. gone there and gotten that one too. It was sold yeah. out by Saturday morning. Yeah, they they you know. Now that that brings up a point. Okay, I'm in line. Of course, I'm in the back of the line. I get up. It's my turn. Everything's gone. Is there any type of rain check system or? Unfortunately, uh, for most places, when it's gone, she gone. That's okay. it. It's done. Basically. It's done. <laughs> Typically, though, most breweries, if they don't tell you, if they tell you the count of how many they're going to sell that day of, it's better to get there earlier, so you're closer to middle of the line, basically, or in front of the line. If they don't release the count, that means it's based upon typically how many people show up in line. So they'll just count. So if you're in line. An hour, hour and a half before they actually have a bottle release, before the sale goes official, you're almost certainly guaranteeing yourself a beer because they're going to count the line typically a half hour to 45 minutes before. If you go after that, you are chancing it. But I've, I've been actually been able to 
get back in line as many other people do as well to re-go back in and get more bottles. Because the line's already gone through one whole entire time. Some people are showing up late, but you know what? We've been there since four or five o'clock in the morning. We want more. We're going to get more. Mm -hmm. And some places, I know breweries up north, like in Pennsylvania and Maine or in Vermont and Boston, once you buy your one bottle or whatever it is, your stamp, you can't get anymore. Uh Some breweries down here, if you want to keep buying, you can keep buying. They don't. They don't mind it. They want you, you know. They want you to get enough. Basically, now granted, if they set a limit and they stamp you or saying you can't, that's all you can get the whole entire time of here. That's what they want to do. But some breweries that have gone down to here, it's if you want to go back in line again and give us more of your money, that's fine. Go ahead, give us more of your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean it's good business. Yeah, I mean it's good business, and I know um, we're going to schedule a, uh, another show to talk about this this next thing I'm about to bring up. But I, I wonder if some of those breweries that limited do it because they know about uh, the bottle trading that's going on. I mean, you know, uh, uh, I have again, I, I'm not in the I'm not in the trading simply because of the horror stories I've heard. And again, we're going to we all sit down and, and, and talk about this another time on, on, on another, you know, episode but i wonder if they do that because because i know i've had guys who contact me and i know i paid 30 35 dollars for this bottle but they're willing to give me 70 for it yep i mean that's one thing that i mean a brewery cycle brewing in st pete had the issue of one of their they pull out monday through friday sets of all different styles of different barrel aging and a set at one point was going for a thousand dollars when the bottles alone were probably 35, 30 to 35 a piece each day. Wow. And I know one of the releases I went to an angry chair, they were releasing their Imperial German chocolate cupcake stout and their Imperial German chocolate cupcake coffee stout. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> and if I'm not wrong, each one was like one was 25 and one was 30 or around that price range. But even before we had bought the bottles, they were already going online for sale between 200 to $300 just for one, just for a set of wow. one. Wow. So the the beer trade game and the beer tra- the game itself is is insane and massive. I mean, I've done trading with some people and it just I've always been about I just want to try different beer. I'll yeah. just give you a beer for beer. That's what I want. Yeah. But I've heard that stories where people are like, "Oh no, my beer's worth this much. You got to give me this much in return price-wise." Yeah. yeah. See, see and that again, I I have heard or seen too many horror stories um where I, I've I've seen where where guys have fallen out, yeah, and they don't even deal with each other anymore. Oh yeah, because of 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 the the the, the bottle trading that goes on. You know, this one person has said, "Hey, I sent you this 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 and this, and you send me this. this. How is that a fair trade?" Yeah. You know? So so again and again we'll talk about that on some on a later, later episode, but. With the with the with the bottle releases, uh, do you do you recommend that anyone who's never been before go with someone who's been before, or is it, or is it something simple enough where I may have never gone before? But I mean, it's it's not it's not a it's not rocket science. You can go if you're by yourself. You want to try one of these releases. If you know it's a certain beer, you know this brewery. If you go to them frequently and they're always packed, so you know they're going to be people are going to be there for that beer. You may want to go early enough so that you're in line. If you want to meet new people, if you are a person who's a connoisseur of having different beers at home, bring something with you because you can meet new friends there that end up being good friendships through years. So it's just being in line, being respectful to the people around you. Being respectful to the brewer itself too, because they're you know they're doing their hard work to put this beer out to you, so you can drink it. So just give them your respect, and it's it's simple enough that you know if you have cash, if you don't have cash, make sure you have your card. You're ready to pay that way too, but always have cash if you, because that's one of the best things to have in my opinion. It's expedites the process the quickest. But it's something anybody who wanted to try for the first time, because when I did it, it was the first time I ever done that before, and I was it was insane, but it was fun. I mean, you, you're like, what is going on like here? Fun. There's so many people just crammed in the one spot just to get a beer. I was hoping you went this week. I was going to go with you. Oh, I, trust me. I want, I want to go so bad this week, but I just won't be able to. It's, it's, it literally is just hurt me inside not knowing that I can't go. 
Definitely. Well, thank you so much uh, for for giving us your insight on the do's and don'ts and how the experience, your experiences definitely with uh, bottle releases. We haven't done it yet. Um, for we love just going to the breweries, of course. And and the other good thing, the other good thing about Nate, but not just Nate, is is um everyone else in our uh beer church group. Anytime we go somewhere and get some beer, we don't care how much we pay for it. We don't care if we only have one bottle of it. We come back and we share it. Oh yeah, and we and, and, and so and so it's and and that's the. That's the other beauty of it. So, thank you very much. My pleasure. Of course, you're not leaving yet because oh, no. we still have a couple more beers we got to get through, so we can talk about those beers. We will be right back. We got to take another break to play a few, a couple of commercials, and once we get back, we'll get into some more beer. We'll be right back with the beer is fundamental show. You want great. To some artists, drawing is like taking notes. They sketch what they hear and feel and draw what they envision. Every line, mark, and stroke is empowered by a higher feeling or spirit of passion. That is the essence that drives Sketch House Creative Studios. Whether it's graphic design, simple illustration, or fine art, Sketch House is capable of servicing all your graphic needs. Check out SketchHouseStudios.com for high-quality artwork and designs. You want great food and great beer? Check out Loco Cuisine Eggs and Kegs Brunch at Cigar City Brewing every third Sunday of every month. Each brunch has its own theme, and the food is fantastic. Come in, mingle, and enjoy the good times as Chef John and staff effortlessly meld the taste of beer and food together. Reserve your seat at LocoCuisine.com. We hope to see you there. And now, here's your host, BT and the Beer Searchers. Okay, everyone, we are back here again. It's myself, BT, Lady T, and our main man, Nate Molina, here, who just gave us some great info on um, how to attend a successful bottle release event. Now, of course, we're into another beer by Pujala Brewery. Out of Estonia, and this one is the Julu. Now you know, you know I'm mispronouncing probably all of this stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> if they want you to pronounce it properly, it will make it easy. Absolutely. Why do that? Absolutely. So, so hey, but it's it's a chocolate vanilla oak age imperial porter. Hmm. With your English major, maybe you did pronounce it right. <laughs> hey, I, I, I try. It's a silky smooth porter aged on coca nibs, fresh vanilla pods, and French oak. Hmm. Uh. Let's see what this is about. Okay. I like the body. I like that nice full body on it. It's got a porter body, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. I wonder if it was French oak like barrels or this French oak chips. I mean, granted, two of the beers in now with them, I'm seeing the same consistency of a lot of smoke in their beers, which I don't mind because it's tasting. Definitely get the dark definitely chocolate, right. though. Yeah, definitely get it. The cocoa nibs. Oh, yeah. Real. It's tasting. You know, I like This would go real good. coffee is my thing. Yeah, this would go real good with uh, some ribs. Yeah. A nice steak. You should have had some ready for us. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice for yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They got a grill and a smoke over the corner. <laughs> we, and we just threw one out. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine the patio with three grills. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I call meat heaven, in my yeah. opinion. And, and he didn't make us, he didn't smoke us in the Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm slipping. I'm slipping. It won't, it won't happen. Last weekend he did, though. It won't happen again. I'm, I'm, I'm slipping. But this is, this is, this is a good, this is a good beer. Now, what do you prefer uh, if you had if you had to pick up any style of beer? What is your favorite? What is your go to? I mean, that, if you and, could see his eyes, and, and, yeah, and, and I know I'm putting you, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but what what is your go to? 
if I had to pick any style go-to that I would drink day in, day out, it would probably be IPA because that's what I grew up with first was IPAs. Unfortunately, my palate just continuously every day changes. I mean, right now, if you ask me for any beer I want right now, put a sour or Berliner Weiss in front of me and I'm extremely happy. So I love that sour pucker, love that just tartness, especially after drinking a lot of stout. It just cleans the palate and lets you get ready for drinking more. IPAs, though, I've, I grew up with IPAs with, with dogfish of 60, 90, and the holy, holy grails, they call the 120, which I hoard a lot of in my own house. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I always love IPA. Stouts and me, is that's, that's my dessert beer. That's something I want at the end of the night, something that I don't mind drinking it cold, but I like letting it warm up just a little bit because sometimes mm-hmm. you get a little bit more flavor out of it. Sometimes those little back notes come out more, especially like a lot of beer companies they're doing a lot of stuff with cinnamon now, which I don't mind, but it can be a little too much. And when a beer warms up and they have cinnamon in their beer, it comes out extreme. But no, nah, yeah, put me in a spot. IPAs would probably be the one thing I would go to right now. Lady T. You know what I like. I can drink stouts for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and have it for a snack. No, that, I mean... True, 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 true. I, I mean, because I I love the sweetness, and I even like the dry stouts. I I love, and I love more coffee to better. That's because you love coffee. So, hey, there's nothing wrong with coffee. Coffee yeah. is an amazing thing. For me, yeah, I'm 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 sort of like you. I'm I'm sour is my thing. If if, if I can have a sour every day, yep. I mean that that's that's my beer, and I think it's it's mostly because I love the taste, but but also. I think uh, it, it takes a lot of skill to to create a good sour. Yeah, it's not a beer that you can make in you know four to six weeks like most beers can be made, like a typical IPA or a brown ale. That needs time, whether it be a sour Berliner. And sometimes the ones that are extreme sours, which when you have those, you're thinking, why am I drinking balsamic vinegar that tastes good? <laughs> the uh, the wild ales, those can yeah. take nine months to a to two years to make just to produce one beer. Mm-hmm. They're insane, but they're so delicious. That's so it's good. It's kind of hard for me to drink beer. Well, I, I'll drink it out. I'll taste anything. But if I got to close my eyes and scrunch when I'm drinking, <laughs> that's too sour for me. Oh, no, that makes me happy. <laughs> that makes me extremely happy when that, that eye starts to flutter. You're like, why is this so good? But I can't control my eyelid anymore. That Yeah, that's, that's the, the sour the better for me. And yeah, so, I, yeah, I that means the sour the better for me. But I drink every, uh, I, I like everything, but you know, I favor more towards stout. But I do like a good IPA. Yeah. So, so what's what's your favorite sour so far? Oh, geez, favorite sour. Um, there was Angry Chair released an apricot sour, which I that was just just ridiculous. It was insane. But there was one actually on tap right now. At uh, Gnarly Barley on Orange Avenue, and it is uh, it's either Petrus or Petrus. Mm-hmm. I'm always saying it correctly. Of course, the Belgian. It's their sour guava. I've never tasted something so sour in my life that I just kept going back for more mm-hmm. and thinking, "Why am I drinking this?" Yes, yes. It just literally was one of those beers that you drink that you feel in the back of your jaws. I've had that mm. one. I think I've had that one. Yes, yes, I've had. It's, it is good. It is good. Yeah, back there, the back jaws. We're like, oh, oh, this hurts, but it feels, it still tastes so good. Yeah, it is. It is good. My, my, my favorite, and, and, and I already know your favorite. Yeah, it's it's to me, and I've had some great sour beers that I never had. Some that's actually, be honest, is, is better than the one I'm about to mention. But I think I love it because it's consistent. Yeah. That is the Gose from Westbrook. Oh, that is just delicious. That thing is, I mean. Which is now in sale in the Orlando I area. Which makes I know. Me extremely I, happy. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that thing yeah. is, 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 is beauty. It is, is, is sour, but there's still a little sweetness to it. I think it's it. so balanced. Right it's balanced. balanced. Yeah. Everything that you it's, get all it's, of it. It's, yeah. it's an amazing beer. Yeah, and and it's, it, like I said, it's consistent. I, I mean, no matter how many times I bought a, a, a can of it, six pack of it, whatever, that thing is always good. And it's always like, bam, bam, bam. 
and they never mess I up. Westbrook it. is an amazing company. Yeah, I, to me, that one is it's just epitome of a proper sour gose, but they're their key lime one they do of that same version. Absolutely. Oh, that is my good. goodness. That is good. And it's amazing being in South Carolina and get key limes like that, but they just that's oh my goodness, it's amazing that beer. That is good. So so that that's that's very, very, very awesome beer. Now uh as far as as far as IPAs, I know you you sort of a fan of dogfish head. Oh yeah, extreme fan. Um is that your top one? Is that my top IPA? Probably would be oddly not sixty minute, but would be ninety minute because it's that right balance of um, slight sweetness, and but that's still good hoppiness. But if I want something to really just just this all pine saw, all palates basically of hops, I always have been a fan of Green Flash's Palate Wrecker, mm-hmm. oh. and the name says it right there. It literally wrecks your palate. It's just insanely good. But the big thing nowadays that's been coming out lately is all the, as they call them, the Northeastern or the New England IPAs, mm-hmm. where it's that juicy, sweet, mm-hmm. but citrusy, yet still hoppy. And we have, oddly, I'm extremely happy. We have a lot of breweries in the Central Florida area and, a, of course, a ton in Tampa area that are making extremely good New England New IPAs that are just full body amazing the last one i had from the central florida brewery was on red cypress was their pillow feathers mm-hmm. fun name i love it mm. but that thing was juicy good hop note and it, it was amazing hmm. yeah you, it would pillow yeah. feathers it was a great name yeah orlando uh, the, the central florida area is is becoming very good at, at doing that which is sort of uh you know the the crazy you know i, I tell people all the time i said the biggest problem with Making beer in Central Florida, of course, is the water. Yeah, because our water is horrible. Yep, here and so, you know, it, it always sort of amazes me that they're able to make good beer. Oh yeah, using that water, the, the water that that, yeah. that that we have, and of course they filter it and do all these other things. But but it's 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 not that natural natural clean taste that you would get in places like Colorado, for oh, example. Of course. Okay? And so it, it it always amazes me that we're able to make quality beer here. Yeah. But, but with 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 the water. Yeah. What always shocked me with the beer that's always down here is that a lot of the companies always tend to leaning towards making amazing stouts, whether you're in Tampa, Orlando, um, or the East Coast in Miami area. But they always are all about making amazing stouts, whereas up north, they're always about making amazing IPAs. And I'm like I wouldn't I want a stout up north and an IPA down south, but it's always been flipped, basically. I always found that rather interesting. Because IPAs, I mean, it's cold up there. I want something warm, inviting, like a nice, dark, rich stout. And down here, I want something refreshing, like an IPA. It's the complete opposite. You're right about that. You're right about that. So you... um you were in South Florida recently, right? Yep, I went to uh, Fort Lauderdale for a wedding, but I we went to uh, Jupiter and Pompano Beach and Miami. Okay, okay, and you went? I know you went to Civil Society. Civil Society, Society had all their amazing IPAs, which were just. I love the fact that they don't filter their IPAs. You see the cloudiness, you see the haziness, and it just it gives it a nice body and characteristic to it. Haziness is coming. Haziness is making a, a huge impact lately. Yeah, a lot of people are. Or, or sort of getting to where you know what? Let's not filter it. Let's make let's keep it hazy. Yeah. So, and I think that it adds something to it adds oh, yeah. something to the beer. Um, I know um, Trillium and Treehouse, excellent with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, actually, there there uh, I think it's Treehouse's hazy is. I think one of the top the sellers. Top, top yeah. sellers. Oh, yeah, that so. is so good. <laughs> that is that is that is a great. That is beer. a tasty beer. I've been fortunate enough that I think you guys have brought back a can to yeah, the yeah, yeah. Well, you should have seen my suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so I mean, and and um, speaking of that, I want to let everyone know that um, Lady T and I we are doing a California sort of beer tour. We're gonna we're gonna drive the California coast. Uh, in a couple of weeks, not drive to California. No, not drive, please drive don't do that. to California. No, no, no. We're going to fly over there, but then we're going to drive up the coast, starting at San Diego, 
and ending up in the San Francisco Bay Area. So, and we're going to stop at a lot of breweries. We're actually going to be podcasting from a lot of breweries. So, uh, you know, you're going to hear from us, from us there, different places. Um, Martin Times, Stone, Monkeys, Tell Pete I hadn't forgotten about him. I won't. Uh, <laughs> I won't. I'll tell him. I definitely won't tell him. That. He'll know. He's on my. It's on my agenda. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know. He'll be happy yeah, to get some monkish stuff. Yeah, from you trust yeah. me. <laughs> so, so, um, and you know, we're going to hit uh, in LA area. We're going to hit uh, uh, the brewery. You did say we're going to do that. Um, of course, in the Bay area, we always got to do Russian River. Oh, yes. Finally the Elder, which, you know, it's an amazing IPA, but I hate to say it, the hype is just the hype, my opinion. True, true. I can agree with that. I'm not not going to crap on them or anything. That is a phenomenally well-made IPA. But, you know, being on the East Coast for so long and hearing all about this, oh, this this brewery, this brewery, this beer, this one beer, and you finally taste, you're like, this is good. It's great. But is it the top one? Uh, like yeah. everyone thinks it is. To me, the top one truly yeah. is is Hetty Topper yeah. from the Alchemist. I can, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Now, and, and but I think I think the issue with with um, Pliny the Elder is that I think for so long it was. I mean, I mean because yeah. it, it 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 because you couldn't get a lot of the East Coast IPAs on the West Coast like that. So you so for them that was okay. This is the king. Oh yeah. But once craft beer became a lot bigger, and you start being able to get more and more and more, a lot of people start learning the style yeah, of making the West Coast yeah. IPA over mm-hmm. here, and you start watching. And say okay, hmm, yeah, it it's good, it's good. But I'd be curious to see how many breweries you come across over there in the West Coast trying to make an East Coast, Coast style IPA. IPA. Mm-hmm. 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 So I think so. We're 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 really looking forward to it, and of course, um, like any other time, we're taking that empty suitcase so we can bring back as much as we possibly can get in. Uh, this time, we're going to make sure that we take bubble wrap with us. Yes, if not, find the staples and, or an and, office and, depot. We always do. I don't know why we need to take it with us. I mean, because we have tons of it in there still, but yeah. Yeah, we 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 never, or at least I never, I never remember to take it. So we always ended up end up buying it. So it's like three well, big yeah, rolls. Yeah. Of That's why we oh, always yeah. come back and 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 it's three or four rolls sitting at the house <laughs> because I never forget, I never remember to to take it. So we, I'm definitely got to do that one. Okay, and so we're going to sip this beer, and then once we're done with this one, we'll get into the to the next one. Okay, we've just poured the next beer. I can pronounce this one. <laughs> okay, I'm still probably mis- mispronouncing the name the of, the brewery, of the brewery, <laughs> Pujala. But I can pronounce the next name of this beer. It's the Coco Banger. C O C O B A N G E R. With the two dots. With the little a. two dots over the A, so I'm probably doing still doing something wrong, but. <laughs> in English, it is the cocoa banger, and it is an imperial stout with coffee and coconut. Woo! All right. Mm. Smells like a Mounds Bar. Mm. At twelve point five, I can drink a Mounds Bar, but not eat it. Oh, I love! I, it. Hate, I love eating a Mounds Bar. I hate shredded coconut. I hate that the texture, but I love drinking coconut. Definitely sweet. Definitely get the coconut for sure. Oh, you get the coconut. For sure. I don't know if I get as much coffee. No. No. The coconut's overpowering that. No. There's a little coffee. A little probably like the back end, a little acidity. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that's about it. Because the note's all coconut. All yeah, coconut, all yeah. Coconut, yes. Yeah, it's not a big coffee beer, but it tastes good. Oh, yeah. Like I say, I like coconut in my liquid drinks. <laughs> oh, it's a delicious thing. One of my favorite things to have in Of all drinks. forms. I mean, it, it is like 
what Mounds is the one that has the nut in it or no? No, almond joy. Almond joy. Almond joy is not. Almond joy. Almond joy. Yeah. So this has no nuts in it. So this is the mound. Sometimes version. you feel yes. like a nut. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. Yeah. yeah. I like the. I like uh, almond joy. joy has nuts. Yeah. Mounds you don't. Yeah. yeah. I really like that. I don't even know if they make that commercial anymore. I don't think they do. I, I haven't seen it in years and years and years. But yeah, sometimes I do feel like a nut and sometimes but I don't. What, I, but I wonder what... Uh, hmm. Now, I can see I can see the reason for, for a lot of dark beers in Estonia. Because of course it's... Cold. It's cold, yeah. And it's nice feeling, keep you warm, kind of, yeah. you know... That full flavored beer and full heavy beer, and it's cold. I'm always interested, though. That's um, why they drink a lot of vodka too. While it's over there. I'm always interested, though, in, in um, what beers they sort of look forward to or trying to get from America, from overseas. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm always interested in. I you had, know what I they had, serve over there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, I had the fortunate aspect of last year in July, June, and July being overseas yeah. and being in England and Dublin, and um, in Edinburgh, Scotland, and we were at uh, the two of the breweries that I enjoyed the most that we went to were Brewdog in Edinburgh, which oddly enough is opening up a massive brewery slash hotel in Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. Which I want to go to because they had like this thing that you can invest in. Yep, and, and all their all their recipes for all their beers are available. You can have every one of their recipes. And then for you all have, a, I think you have a tap in the room, yeah, or a tap, or you have a beer fridge. But do you you have endless supply of beer? Oh in yeah, your room. It's amazing. I want to go. But there was one brewery that we went to in England um, called Hobson Brewery, and. We found out a lot from them. They're they are truly a microbrewery over in England, and a lot of the brewery, a lot of the pubs in overseas are either free houses or public houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, public house is somebody owned by a said, you know, Carlsberg Brewery, a big brewery. Free houses, they put what they want inside there, so they will they try to always have different free house pubs come to their brewery to have them try their beer. Everything over there we tried was no more than five and a half six percent at the most mm-hmm. usually everything was about four and a half and we found out taxes are playing to play a big role in that the higher percentage the beer the more but you have to pay on taxes on it oh wow i did read that yes yeah, so i'm like right now we're drinking a beer from estonia and i'm grand i'm not sure in estonia that's how it is and this beer the the cocoa banger it's 12 it's and a half percent so if they did something like that over in england the amount that they were going to pay would be insane just on taxes alone but it's funny with their beer, it's it's clean. You can tell the cleanness, you can tell the crispness of it, whether it be stout, an IPA, a brown ale. And they, they are trying to do a lot more. They want to do more IPAs. That's why I know Hobson was, had like one or two IPAs on draft. They're trying to do some of the stuff that America does with the IPAs. That's what they see a lot of. Because when people see Dark Bill over there, they think Guinness. And that's what they're always going to drink, Guinness. So a dark beer, it can go, it can go well, but they see crisp beer. They always have lots more lagers, lots more pills, and there's lots more ambers over there. So that's stuff they're trying to pull over from over here. Comes across good because they, it's just a different characteristic. Of course, like how we talked about water earlier, the water over there is just clean. Yeah, and you can take it out. The, you can turn on the faucet and drink it right off the faucet. You don't have to put it through any filtration. That's how clean and crisp the water is. Yeah, water makes a difference. Oh, it does. It makes a huge difference. A huge difference. Drink, thinking out the, drink out the tap here. Oh. <laughs> Might have to make a visit to the emergency room. <laughs> Real quickly. And I'm, see, I, I'm, I'm always, because I know you were saying, even when you guys got back, that like the, the was it was the pubs and stuff were closed early or? Depending upon where they were at uh-huh. in the area, some would stay open until like a one or two in the morning. Okay. The one thing that was different, with the pubs over there was like over here you can put a card down and start a tab mm-hmm. over there is no you pay as you go hmm. so if you don't have cash on you you are continuously charging your card over and over and over again it's you pay as you go there oh wow there's no such thing as a tab i wonder why just in case you won't really ask well there's always that but a lot of places that hold your card even if they they give you the card back they'll still charge you afterwards but i never really asked why they did it that way Okay. Well, 
we are at the end of this episode. We would like to thank Nate Molina for st- sitting in with us. Thank More you, than welcome. More than welcome. Had a great time. If listeners want to follow you like on Instagram or any social media, how would they do that? Uh, best one definitely would be Instagram. It's um, at NB Molina. So send me a follow. I'll request you in because it's not an open open um, account, but I always accept a lot of people into my account. Okay. Well, that's great. And so, as usual, before we go, we want to say cheers to some of our regular supporters, the GB Bottle Shop and Vintage Vinos, where Nate works on Fridays and Saturdays. That I do. Uh, check out the two great shows that we have that, that are on YouTube, and they are Craft Picks and Beats and Brews. We also want to show love to the Hop On Beer Tours and the Central Florida Ale Trail. We're going to leave you with another great track by Escapism Refuge. It's Light Up featuring Ill Chill. Thanks for coming to visit us in the neighborhood one more time. And until next time, cheers. to the Beer is Fundamental podcast with your hosts, BT and the Beer Searchers.